and a good year, and a, um, I guess we can still say this ne- this week, next week. You don't want to say that, right? A good morning, a good morning. Welcome back, everyone. Come to you live from the Summerton Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia, um, broadcasting out of the CBS Shul over here, and it's a beautiful, wonderful Friday morning, the end of our week, the end of our Derech Hashem week, and we continue exactly where we left off yesterday. Chelik Aleph, Perikei. Simon Zion, Aleph Hey Zion, and yes, that is correct. We are getting towards the end of Perik Hey, and Perik Hey is the last Perik in the Chelik Aleph, the first section of the Sefer. Der Hashem has four main sections, and we're almost towards the end of the first one. That's exciting. By next week, we should be able to finish Chelik Aleph and move on to Chelik Beis. Brand new topic, continuing onward in, 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 in uh, developing Der Hashem. In the meantime, we're here Derecha, in 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 Zion before we start to rest on our laurels, and we're talking about the system of Kaychus, the system of upwards movement and downwards movement, and <clears throat> everything down here is connected, like links in the chain, to the Kaychus, which are connected to the Kaychus above them, and there's movement that goes down that is automatic, natural movement sent downwards from above that determines the fate of everything that is not possessing Bechira, free will, and then anyone who is in possession of free will, when they exercise that free will, those decisions start down here and they go up. Um, there's exceptions on both ends. Someone can have free will, but he can be affected and affected, affected upon um, and affected by the downward movement, and you can have Items are here that really don't possess Bechir, but I can affect and influence that through my Bechira. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we saw the system is co- quite complex. Not everything works the same way. Not every action that I make creates movement the same way. It depends how I do that action. We saw Machshava, Dibor, and Maisa, thought, speech, and action. And that more or less brings us to Simon Zion over here. To Simon Zion. Oh, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Before Simon Zion, we saw one last critical idea was that when I send movement up from below, and I do something down here, and it sends these ripple effects upwards all, all the way to the top level of the Kaychas, it really doesn't stop there and it comes back down again. So there's no such thing as really just sending movement up. Movement up does come back down, and this axiom is true within the realm of Der Hashem as well. What goes up must come down. When I send movement up through my Bechira, it's going to come back down to this world. It affects the system of Hechrechi and Tivi. It sets those Kaychas into motion that come back down over here. My Bechira is necessarily going to have some effect somewhere. Again, this is only by Yidin. This is exclusive to Kla Yisrael, that our movement goes up to the Kaychas, but it will come back down again. But we did see the Ramchal making it clear that it, it, nothing is really... Um, systemize the point that it's predictable by us because there's other factors that get in the way. I can send movement up through my Bechira, which should be coming down, but that can be thawed in the middle. That could be blocked in the middle. There could be something that interferes with that movement coming back down. The same we saw earlier, that there could be movement coming down from Kaychas above, set things into motion through these, these chains start to rattle. But the same way in the chain is shaking back and forth, if I grab it at any given point, that arrests the movement, and it will only swing and sway from 
where I'm holding it above, but down below, I've stopped it. That, that the same exact thing happens. The kaiches, it could be, I do send something up that should be coming down. It could be thwarted. It could be blocked because of myriads of details and factors that we, we are unaware of. We know these things exist. But the details, the factors, what's going on specifically on a micro level, we never know. Okay, so, so that again, when someone says, Lamashal, but I was davening for them. How did they die? I was davening for her. How come she still doesn't have a shidduch? I was davening for him. How come he didn't get the job? Avada, our davening sends movement and motion up, which should be bringing things back down, but we don't know the score. We don't know what's going on in Shemayim, what, 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 what's happening with those, with those tefillahs, what's happening with... When tefillah does get answered, it certainly is this mahalach that my tefillah goes up and it sets into motion... Um, all the swaying and, and the seismic activity in Shemaim, you know, from a real intense tefila, all these kaiches begin to undulate and 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 vibrate and move, and it comes down here in the form of bracha, in the form of a Yeshua, in the form of salvation. When my tefillas are answered, that's certainly what's going on. When my tefillas aren't answered, kaiches can be arrested, movement can be stopped in the middle. Why? Because of other factors. Someone, someone else. Maybe he wasn't worthy. Something is coming in from left field. We know that the possibilities exist. We can never keep track of the specifics because we are not aware of the specifics. Yes, yes, if are you? So the, we don't know the the result of or the, the result of rattling the chain. Yeah. But is it safer to say it's safe to say that no tefillah, no bracha? No, we can't say that either because sometimes there will be, sometimes Hashem gives brachas. You mean, are you asking do things ever come from Hashem independent of us, independent of our kaychas, independent of our bechira? Not exactly that part I understand that, that we are not privy to Hashem's plan. No, no, but, but you mean to ask like if I didn't daven for it, will, will Hashem sometimes send something anyway, even if I don't daven for it? Isn't that, isn't that what you're asking? Not, not exactly. Okay, so let me hear your question again then. The, the question is, if somebody, uh, let's take it to the extreme. If somebody refuses to daven, does it mean that that person will not receive brachas? Pointedly refuse to daven. To ask Eventually. Eventually. Eventually he won't receive bracha. What that means is sometimes Hashem gives on credit, sometimes there's a schus avis, sometimes you know there's 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 uh, merits that the grandparents have that have to be paid off. Okay. Sometimes Hashem is out of Hashem's compassion, so not, not he's giving them. on credit to try to wake the guy up. But you know, if a person is persistent and is determined to not be woken up, it can be determined to not be woken up. So then Hashem says, "All right, all right, so go back to sleep." Have a nice, uh, nice nap. If a person do daven, does daven, then the chances increase. Chances, not. It, I mean, chances. Maybe it's the wrong word. If a person davens, then he has a relationship with the rebbeinu and that will eventually that will show up somewhere. What, what I'm talking about right now, when, when I'm talking about the the closed loop over here of movement, energy, action, reaction, going up and coming back down. That's not necessarily for the person himself. I'm not talking about necessarily for the person himself. It comes back down into the world. It comes back down into the universe. So even that, though, can be thwarted and blocked, even though it should be coming back down. Again, nothing is automatic, even though the second type of movement is called Hechrechi and Tivi, 
it's not automatic and guaranteed from my end of view, from my end of things, from my perspective, from my view. Um, I have the ability to send energy up, to send the cause and effect up, and the way that's designed on its own, that should right all the way up, send motion, damn all the way up, and then come right back down again on the other side, but that can be thwarted. That can be blocked because of other interfering factors that may be happening in Shemaim that we're unaware of. That's all. And this is what it looks like, you know. But I davened for him. What happened? But I was, I was, I, but I, I, I was giving tzedakah every month for this, you know. And and, and uh, all the gedoli ador told me if I give tzedakah every single month, such and such, and what, what happened? Where did it go? What happened? Uh, I, I so things kaiches can, okay. things the kaiches can be arrested. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And sometimes we're giving tzedakah to the wrong causes, right? Like we said earlier, we have a guarantee from the CEO of Dr. Pepper. His blessing and bounty is all those who undertake to give orator of Summerton $36 a month um, will see only blessing and bounty. Okay? So this is this is surefire guarantee to happiness and harmony in life. Anyway, let's go on. Yeah. Zayn. Ine. Being that Akash Baruch was established in this world, we have realities of the dual realities of good and bad. Toiv and Ra. Toiv, connected, Ra, disconnected. Converging with Rebbeinu Shalalem and diverging from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's really what Toiv and Ra is, as we've explained that many times. The world has to have Toiv, it has to have Ra. Taiv and Ra make it possible for me to have Bechira, make it possible to have uh, the ability to choose, and therefore, by extension, make it, make it possible for me to be like HaKadosh Baruch because I have the possibility now of not being like the Rebbe Now I can be like the Rebbe I have to have both equal and opposite paths and decisions and, and possibilities. So there has to be Taiv, there has to be Ra. That's been explained already many times. We know this already now in the Sefer. Hine. So Ramchal, in his, in his um, inimitable fashion over here, and how the Sefer is composed, is proceeding with these ideas and combining ideas and building off of all these building blocks and producing yet more principles over here just based on everything that has been established till now. So we know there has to be Taivan Ra. And we know now that the way the world works is it's Kaychas, it's very complex and very rich and sophisticated, everything that happens down here is the result of the movements of those linked kaychas that go from on high all the way down to the lowest level over here. And we said movement up. The movement comes back down. Everything that we see, everything that we see, the state and 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 functioning and and um, and uh, um, movement and interactions of all animal, mineral, vegetable existence down here is the result always. Their state, their movement, what's going on with them, their circumstances is always a reflection of what's going on with their kaychas. <clears throat> and we know that there's taif and ra. So the two must somehow blend with one another. The concepts of taif and ra, those two opposite states, the opposite possibilities upon which the whole world is founded, must somehow 
be able to um, be working hand in hand with the system of koiches. This toiv and ra is states down here. There's states of toiv, connectedness tashem, ra, disconnectedness, convergence, divergence. Everything down here has a toiv state and a ra state, but everything down here is also the result of koiches from above. So the toiv state and the ra state must show up in the koiches above as well. This is the Ramchal's next step in building up the whole picture of reality. Let's see. Just as everything down here starts with the kaiches, Taivan Ra also must start with the kaiches, the elemental um, kaiches, and that thereby sends the results down here. Vihine. Okay, so everybody got that? It's a very simple conclusion, and it's really just the basis, once again, of the Ramachal, yet just building further and assembling further and connecting further. Taivan Ra has to start above as well. The has arranged the all the all the the elemental fundamental kaiches above that are the primary kaiches behind everything that happens down here and the kaiches below them. Hashem arranged them in in such an arrangement and in in such a fashion. Say how do you have toiv and ra in the kaiches? That's what Ramchal is bothered by this right now. How do you have toiv and ra, bad state and good state, in something that's like spiritual? How do you have toiv and ra up there? This is the unspoken question. And this is what the Ramchal needs to address. This is the, basically the, the, um, the uh, objective over here of Simon Zayn is not only just to make this connection to take us a step further, but now to explain the second half of Zayn, this explain this idea. How do you have... Toiv and Ra have to have a shayish as well. Everything has a shayish. Everything begins with the kaiches. So how does Ra, Toiv we get, you know, Toiv Avada, that's Hashem is called Kuloi Toiv. Hashem is a metiv, Toiv umetiv. But how do you have Ra up there? So this is a, a an idea that it's not just going to be wrapped up in Zion. It's going to continue to Ches, which is a long paragraph, which we'll probably see next week. But this is something the Ramchal is bothered by. It's a bothersome concept. How do you have Ra up there? So says the Ramchal, it's done in such a way that all these kaiches that are above are, are um, built in a way that they can have one of two states. The kaiches that determine the nature and the state of existence below, they can have tikkun v'kilko, says the Ramchal. They can be a state of repair or disrepair. They can be in a state of high-level optimal functioning or sub-optimal functioning, compromised functioning. V'hainu, the kaiches that are spiritual nivdalim, removed from the physical, the physical world, can be in a state of toiv, ideal, veloy toiv, and non-ideal. Note the critical switch over here. The Ramchal went from saying toiv and ra to toiv and loy toiv. Toiv and loy toiv. And this is part of what's bothering him. And that's why he's calling it now loy toiv, as opposed to ra, He's calling it loy because again, till now we, we, we've had a very simple and convenient um, synonym and maybe representation of ra. Ra doesn't really mean evil, doesn't mean wicked, doesn't mean bad. We saw all that. It means disconnectedness. It means divergence, something that's, that's in opposition to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that has been physicality. It's always been physicality this entire time, and that's the stira, 
the living miracle of the human being is that he has a neshama and a guf, two polar apses fused together. The guf is the apses of Akash The guf on its own sinks, falls, and collapses. That's right. It falls away from Hashem. Ruchnis on its own rises up towards Hashem. Nivdalum. Nivdal. The whole term nivdal means it's removed from Gashmi. Ruchnis is defined as something that's not Gashmi's. Ruchnis is defined as something that doesn't sink, that doesn't fall, that doesn't settle down into uh, into the easy chair with a with a can of beer and a bag of potato chips. Ruchni is defined as what doesn't do that. What doesn't do that? It's a nivdal. So how again? It, it's true that everything down here has to have shayrasham up here, and down here we have ra. But there's shayrasham of ra. How do you have shayrasham of ra up in the world of nivdalim? Samchal shift. Notice how he how how he's describing this. He shifted from toiv and ra to toiv and loitoiv. The source of Ra down here is is a the source of what's Ra down here is a state of the Kaiches being in Loitoiv. Loitoiv up there produces Ra down here. There's Toiv and Loitoiv. That's repair and disrepair. Optimal and suboptimal. Ideal and non-ideal. The non-ideal up there, which is not 100% Toiv, is Ra. Now, what, what's it? Is it just semantics? No. Let's see what that means. What's Toiv and Loitoiv? And what's the Loitoiv up there that's producing Ra down here? The state of Toiv is, is, is as we said, when the Kayach is set up in such a way, prepped and primed and polished, that it can receive the light, the divine light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's nothing in the way. There's, there's no blockages there's no misalignments. The prism is perfectly polished and perfectly aligned with those, as it were, the rays of Hashem's light itself. So it captures it fully and radiates it fully without any loss in the transmission. The Yar Lahem and is therefore able to receive and transmit Hashem's light. The Hefchai, what's the Loitoi, the state of the Kaiches, um, not being ideal, not being optimized. That the Kaiches can be in a state where they lack the necessary conditions to receive and transmit Hashem's light and splendor. And therefore, Hashem's light is concealed from them, but concealed in that which they're un- incapable of, of, uh, of receiving it. That's what it means that the Kaich is in a state of light type. So the Kaich itself is um, is is there and is waiting for Hashem's or and waiting to transmit it. But the Kaich has is able to to to, to um, get blocked. The Kaich is able to be lacking the condition the Kayach needs conditions needs the right conditions needs the optimal conditions to be able to receive and transmit Hashem's light and the Kayach is able to not be in the state of of, of, of um, the, uh, having all those conditions met um, it can be out of alignment and how does that show up down here again when the Kayachas affect the levels below them which affect the levels below them which come all the way down here when the kaiches are in their optimal state of alignment, so that produces toiv down here, bracha, 
bounty, goodness, and muchness comes down here, when the kaychas up there are misaligned, that produces ra down here. That shows up down here as what we call ra. Up there, it's not yet ra. Up there is just a lack of toif. A lack of toif up there produces ra down here. That's essentially the system. That's why up there it's toif and loy toif, because you can't really have ra when you are in a state of, of, of being a nivdal. You can have something which, which is a shirish for something down here, which um, is the only shirish. And, and everything down here has the shayrashim behind them up there, have the elemental forces behind them up there, everything down here, and everything down here depends on their shayrash up there. And their state down here depends on the state of their shayrash and their kayach up there. If the kayach up there is in the state of loitav, is not receiving toiv, that will show up down here, that has to show up down here because it's dependent on its, 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 its what it's getting, and if it's not getting toiv, that produces down here that results down here in ra. Okay, that's what the Ramachal is presenting thus far. Ches is where he will Ches a long paragraph that we'll do we'll see that next week in Yitz Hashem but Ches is where he continues further with this idea of uh, loitoiv and ra and this the delicate balance of you know, can there be ra up there? Can there not be ra up there? How does it work ultimately that that if there's no Ra up there, it does produce Ra down here. That's what he's going to elaborate on further, get into this further in, in Ches. For the time being, we do see that we're, we're avoiding identifying Ra up there. Ra does appear down here. The disconnect and this divergence does appear down here, which does show up in evil, wickedness, and suffering. Those are all symptomatic of Ra. And they come from not having Toiv above. The Loi Toiv, if I don't receive Toiv above, that automatically produces Ra down here. There's a delicate balance that's going on, which we'll see yet further. But before we wrap up for today, we just have a couple minutes left. At this point in time, we have an answer to a question that hasn't been asked yet. And um, the question that has to be asked is, we've seen how the whole way through, the Ramchal has been very reliable and very dependable about not just giving us chlorkite, not just giving us clarity in, um, in, in, in how this world works, um, and, and how, what the point of the world is, Nakash Baruch is running the world and all that, but he's been making it very structured, very precise, very methodical, and very, very, very Masudr. Every idea has been very clear, defined, and directly leading to the next. There haven't been any extra ideas yet, there haven't been any unaccounted ideas yet. The Ramchal started with six basic definitions of what Hashem is. And with the six basic definitions of Hashem, we moved on to why Hashem made the world, and how Hashem has to make that world for it to meet Hashem's objective, and how this necessitates this, and makes it uh, makes this is a requirement and leads to this element. We've seen that again and again and again. But the one question that really hasn't been answered, there seems to have been a bit of a jump over here, and the jump was like from Perik Dal to Perik Hay. And we're in Perik Hay, we're towards the end of Perik Hay. The jump was, so we get that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a mative and he wants to benefit man. The only way to benefit man is to give man in the highest level form of Shlemus possible, which is to be like Hashem. To be like Hashem, we have to have Bechir, to have Bechir, we have to have Toiv and Ra. We have to have a world with struggles and choices and decisions. We get all that. But where did the Kaychas come from? Perik Hay is all about the Kaychas. The Kaychas, the Hishtalshalas, the Olamas. Why do I need that? Why do we need the Kaychas and the Hishtalshalas? The Ramchal didn't really speak this out. And it's, it's funny because Ramchal, we're used to the Ramchal, you know, at least being marames to how each idea produces the next. And that's the whole safer is built and built and so, so structured, so organized. 
But where did these kaiches come from? He's just now he's just telling us kind of casually, yeah, and you should know something, he says in Perakei, the world's all about kaiches. Well, why do I need kaiches? I have to have Bechiro, there has to be Taivan Ra. I have to prove myself, I have to make myself a man, make myself like Hashem. So give me a world, give me temptations, give me tests and trials, and I'll do my best. Why do we need it? The kaiches is going up, and the kaiches is going down, upwards and downwards, and hechreichi and tivi, and bechiri. Why do we need all this? It's, and as we saw, it's so complex, complex so complicated. And the Ramchal keeps telling us, like, you know, so much more that we don't know than we know. Why, why do you have to have this? It's with all the kaiches. Teretz is... The answer was just snuck into this paragraph, was alluded to over here in Zion. Um, the system of Kaychis is there because this world can't be a static one. It has to be a connected one. This world can't be disassociated and detached. It has to be attached and associated in an ongoing basis with the Rebbein Shalala himself. And it's, and, 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 and it's not enough just to say, okay, you need to earn your Eilam Haba, you need to create yourself and make yourself into a Ben Eilam Haba. So here is a playing field with rules, with that's the bad side, that's the bad end, this is the good end. You, want, you make sure that you get to the good end, don't get to the bad end. And here's the rules, here's the goalposts. Good luck. That's how we know we could have understood going into Perkei. Perkei makes it clear that it's not like that. But wh why can't it be that way? If it would be like that, then the world, this world would be detached, disassociated, and kind of independent from, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from Yibam involvement and maintenance. Um, and it would be a, a flat, static area of a, a, a playing field where we, you know, try to get into Eilam Habba. Now, we know already Alam Habba is not, I'm not, the point of this is not to say that the reason that doesn't work is because Alam is not about earning points and cashing in points. That's, that's true, and that's, that's, that's already something we've established many, many times. And that's, in of itself, a, a reason, a reason why it can't just be about a playing field. It can't just be about playing ball and getting, you know, the ball through the right goalposts which a static system would have been. Again, we're talking about what if we have Perikdal without Perikei? What if we have Bechira without Koiches? So the first answer to that is then the system breaks down because it's no longer a system of Mahu Af'ata, no longer a system where producing Elam Haba is about Dveikus, is about a relationship, is about Ahava and Yira. That's immediately right off the bat. If it's a static, separate world where I'm here and I want to get to there, then that defeats the very functioning of, of the system. The system is based on the fact that I make myself like Hashem. To make myself like Hashem, there has to be ongoing involvement of Rebbein to the Brio through the Kaychas going up and the Kaychas going back down again. There has to be maintenance, there has to be involvement, and there has to be an interest for the, that relation to be there. But in addition to all that, we have a beautiful idea that Ramchal is showing us over here, which is once the Bria is here, is designed, the Bria has to be necessarily in one of two states. Toiv and Ra, the Bria itself. The Bria itself has to be in a state of Hashem's presence or Hashem's absence. 
the Brie itself has to show up now in, and, 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 and align itself in one of two states and there's, and there's nothing in between and it has to be one or the other. For the Bria to be a static system, which is just there for me to earn my Olam Haba, then there's no presence nor absence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a separate independent system on one end of reality, and I'm waiting to get into Olam Haba, which is a different end of reality. That defies how HaKadosh Baruch Hu works. The Rebbe sets up a system to either be present there or absent there. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't make systems, creations, and universes to um, let them function on their own, to let them be independent of himself um, by, by nature, inherently. HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates things to be involved with them, creates things, now we're speaking again from Hashem's perspective. This is, that's why this is a different point than the whole business of earning the schar and creating the Elam Haba, which requires a relationship. We're not even talking about a relationship. We're talking about from the Rebbein Shalom's perspective, the Derech Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not and will not create something to not be involved and to not be present because that goes against the nature of the Rebbein Shalom. The Rebbein Shalom is Malei Chola Arts Kevoidoi, is Soiviv Kol Alman, Mamali Kol Alman. And the nature of the Rebbein Shalom is to be everywhere, to be infinite. HaKadosh Baruch set something up that, by definition, he's not there, he's fine, he's limited, it goes against Hashem. So he's not going to do that, he can't do that, he won't do that, he doesn't want to do that. He creates to, for his infinitude to be everywhere. So he's creating a world, even if that world is here, for me to be busy, and that world has to be created in such a way that the Rebbein will show up in this world. And it's designed to allow for the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But if it has to be designed to allow for the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there has to be a balance that it can allow for the absence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The absence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows the presence of the Rebbein Shalom to be meaningful, allows the presence of the Rebbein Shalom to be appreciated. Hence, we have the whole system of Toiv and Ra in this world, absence and presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and hence, we have a whole system of an ongoing way, an ongoing man, an ongoing uh, mechanism over here, which determines in an ongoing fashion if HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to what degree he's present and what, to what degree he's absent. This is really, in the Aymek drama where the Kaychas are coming from. The, the, the world was not created for the Rebbein Shem to be absent. The world, if Hashem makes a world, immediately it's decided that Hashem has to show up there, but Hashem has to be able to, to not show up there also to make the presence of Hashem meaningful. Presence um, necessitates absence, the potential for presence necessitates the, the, present, the, necess, the, the, the potential for absence. And the world has to be linked to the El Yoinim all the way up to Hashem himself through the system of Kaychas, which allow for the system to be run properly, to, to give the potential for Hashem's presence and the potential for Hashem's absence in this world. And this really, okay, it's a, it's, it's a, that's quite a big idea. Let's let this percolate a little bit. But this is what the Ramchal is alluding to over here in Zion is that Rebbein will never make a world something outside of him to remain outside of him. It goes against how Hashem works. It goes against the grain that necessitates the whole system of Kaychas to be able to maintain this connection in the world of facilitating, creating absence, a presence of, 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 of God and the ability for absence of God. Okay? All right. So that's basically it. And then next week we'll move on to Ches, Mirza Hashem. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos.
Are you, are you talking more the basic soul? 